Yes, my friends, and welcome to episode 16 of the John Mahon Show. Sweet 16. Sweet 16. Legally allowed to drive. Yeah. Do you remember that show, Sweet 16, on MTV? Yes. With all the little brats. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I remember, do you remember? You didn't order me a stretch limb over my birthday. You're the worst parent ever. Do you remember Easy E's daughter was on it? No. R.I.P. Easy E. But her daughter, his daughter had a sweet 16 and she was like the absolute worst. Proper Just brat. Effin and Jeffin. Damn. Mostly Jeffin. Mostly Jeffin. <laughs> Jazzy Jeffin. But anyway, we're going to throw a sweet 16 episode. Yeah. On where you buy me a car. You know, is that, what, is that how it goes? <laughs> you, got, you got any money? <laughs> I ain't got yeah. any money. Oh, this show's not making any money yet. Yeah. Yeah. One day. But anyway. One day, sir. Welcome back. It's been a week. All this could be yours. I uh, had to cancel on Monday, that Monday's episode. You did? Because I was in A&E. A&E. Yay and E. Yay and E. Yay and, e. and I had to wait three and a half hours. In my, total seven for the week. For my girlfriend to be told that she hadn't got a broken foot. And then get a call a couple of days later saying she had got a broken foot. And then, Uno reverse. Yeah. And then had to wait three hours yesterday in A&E. Damn. Lovely stuff. Lovely, yeah. lovely place to spend your evenings. Yeah, exactly. Do you know what the worst part was? Go on. They had a vending machine, a drinks vending machine. And all it had was diet uh, Dr. Pepper <laughs> in it. Everything the worst else. beverage. <laughs> Everything else was sold out. I am not so. a Dr. Pepper fan in the slightest. I think it just tastes like Play-Doh. Play-Doh? Yeah. Play-Doh's like salty. <laughs> Is it? Do you not used to eat Play-Doh as a kid? Yeah, I did. Hence why I've got a point of <laughs> yeah, reference. Yeah, it was super salty, I remember. <laughs> if I remember correctly. Were you seasoning your Play-Doh before you ate it? I swear, if anyone is watching agrees with me it wasn't play-doh salty Can maybe they changed the recipe because i'm a bit older i'm a bit older than you i got that new brew yeah maybe they took the salt out because it was damaging <laughs> kids too high in salt yeah <laughs> gotta, gotta watch your salt intake there kid <laughs> anyway what are we doing we're, <laughs> hosting are we? a, we're hosting a show my name's john mohan this show is powered by forever loud forever hyphen loud.com the place to get place to get news features videos and our new new list f- section where you can submit your band how's that been featured. going it's good yeah a lot of, lot of new new cool artists coming had some through. submissions yeah had let's some go. submissions i'm not actually heading up i've got someone elisa's helping me let's go she's doing taking control of the new list so hell yeah it's out of my hands it's up to her who she picks. Sick. <laughs> Although I no, if you send me a new, if you, I hear something, I'm like, this is cool. I'll be like, let's put it on. Nice. Put it on the playlist. Big fan of that. We need to get a playlist made for this show because there is a lot of cool new talent. Yeah, that there needs is. Discovering, and we are a platform to help those people. Hell yeah, we are, and we've been backing a lot of new artists over the course of running this show, from Late Malice to Lolo to. Kelsey Carter and that Metallica. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, you haven't speak, been helping. You, you can speak for yourself on backing them, but we will be joined in about twenty-five minutes' time by the lead singer of one of the hottest up-and-coming bands the UK's got to offer at the moment. A nice little four-piece from Essex. Yeah, I mean, they've been gone for a couple of years. Yeah, but like, I always, I think, 
they've had a bit of a, a, a two-year break. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if they have been gone. <laughs> it's just, uh, just, yeah. Because the band are called the band two are year, year break. Called it two makes year sense break. once you know the band name. Yeah, 10 out of 10 punnage though. Big fan of that. Yeah. Good punditry. Punditry! Yeah. Someone's, uh, it probably has been done, but someone should make a podcast called Punditry. Punditry, where it's just puns. Yeah. I just, feel like we'd be good at that. It's basically like a Tim Vine stand-up. Have you ever seen Tim Vine? Yeah, where like... Oh, I was, I'm trying to think of like one of his good, one of his big ones. Tim Vine is very He basically does like loads of like, he gets, he'll just get loads of props. Yeah. And then use them to make puns. Yeah. Like now, now that you're trying to think of one, you can't think of one, but they are terrible, terrible, terrible. But also I remember my friend put it on, oh, he had the DVD and he put it on and like, cause he just fires them. I think that the, the, the special is called the punslinger. Yeah. Yeah. It is. And it's basically him just <laughs> one after the other, one after the other, firing out puns. And I'm, I think I laughed like once. <laughs> <laughs> Tough crowd. Yeah. It yeah. got me. He got me surprised. He, he's got. I know he's got a bit about throwing pencils behind his ear, and he just yeah. stands there trying to throw a pencil behind his ear, and it takes him like forty pencils, and he finally gets yeah. it, and he's like, "And now the other one." <laughs> Terrible. Awful. How did I get onto that again? <laughs> puns. Yeah. Full of them. Full of puns. Full of puns. <laughs> and you've been cracking puns for sixteen episodes worth of John Mahon shows. Been cracking puns for thirty-four years, mate. Well, before this. <laughs> Came out the womb. <laughs> Came out the womb. <laughs> like, I, I can't, can't think of a, a womb-based pun. Yeah. <laughs> Not much womb in there. There we go. Imagine that. His first words. My mum was like, I don't think that's mine. <laughs> well, the reason why I was trying to make that segue, that impossible segue into the 16 episode part mm -hmm. is because we're going to start podcasting this show admittedly it's probably something that i should have been on from the get-go well john when you mentioned the idea for the show i was like oh it's going to be a podcast you know it's not a podcast it's a show yeah <laughs> i i like i feel like the word podcast i think everywhere every man and his dog has a podcast is that, is that saying every know. white man on the planet has a podcast yeah so when you call something a podcast people just lump it in with all Another fucking podcast. Yeah. And at festival season, people coming up to me were like, oh, how's the podcast going? And I was like, it's well, not it can, podcast. I guess it technically <laughs> is. Although we, the only difference is we do it live. Yeah, exactly. But the I don't, think, but I don't think that's like the stipulation for a podcast. It's it doesn't not, have to no. be pre-recorded. I wanted it to be live so we could interact with you. like, And so we could bring on bands that you're a massive fan of and you could have a chance of interacting with them and make the interview format feel just that little bit more personal whilst it's happening. And I wanted it not to be live. <laughs> it took us four weeks to figure out. <laughs> Ollie's like, I kicked... And I screamed. You know what, this is what the weird, the weird thing about doing anything new is it all seems so foreign and strange when you start doing it. And once you start to understand things, it's like, oh, I can't believe I never didn't know how to do stuff. Yeah. It's like all this software we're using now, it makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. But when I first opened it, I was like, what the fuck is are all these screens and numbers and stuff? It's like trying to ride a bike 
after learning how to ride a bike, but then someone hands you a loaf of bread and you're like, well, yeah, like I, I can try and ride it, but it's a totally different fucking format. I reckon I can eat and ride. <laughs> eat and ride. I can eat a loaf of bread and ride a bike. What are you talking about? <laughs> Eating it comes so naturally to me, as you can tell. Oh, bro, one of my favorite things to do at festival season is just binge the fast food stalls. And in actual fact, we've gotten totally off topic as to why I wanted to talk about podcasts. But I do want to mention this as a quick aside. On today's show, we're giving away Bloodstock tickets, which is fucking awesome. But Bloodstock today announced the food vendors that they're going to have at the festival. Yeah. And whilst we're breaking down the lineup, I think we should give a mention to the food vendors. Um, Yeah, I was there last year. Excuse me. On one of the days. And I had went to the meatless farm truck. I saw that, and it was a, gl- a bloody good burger, like one of the best. Meatless farm, a powerful burger. Yeah, man. powerful burgers. I can't remember what I, had. I think it was like beef. Well, a beef and bacon, like a bacon cheeseburger, but obviously vegan. It was great. Hell yeah! We'll we'll break down the bloodstock lineup and their food vendors a little bit later on. But rewinding it back, we're gonna start podcasting this show. And August, start of August, right at the start of August. I'm basically aiming for like the first week of August. And we're going to try and launch with either two or maybe three episodes and just cycle out as many as possible each week until we catch up to where we are in real time. Yeah. And then it'll be like one a week. Spotify. Apple. Where other ones? <laughs> Can you see? I'm a, YouTube, I'm a YouTube guy, man. YouTube. I guess we're, we're already on YouTube. We're already on YouTube. <laughs> Um, Tidal is that yeah yeah maybe Jay Z yeah Deezer Deezer De- still kicking around probably, probably I had I think I've seen I st- something recently. I started on Deezer did you <coughs> yeah that was a proper I was Deezer. like I was iTunes and then Apple Music mainly because I I seem to always just get like a free Apple subscription with like a new phone or whatever. Uh, so that tied you over. But it just made me annoyed at the end of the year when everyone got the Spotify wrapped and I yeah. I just had Apple top song. <laughs> I didn't, Apple didn't really present it like Spotify did. Yeah, I think like same. that's such a clever thing to do. Genuinely. Cuz I feel like it makes people want to be involved in that and be like, oh, but people then get competitive throughout the year. Like people then start listening to start boosting the numbers. Yeah, start boosting the numbers like start like putting music on like on their like I don't know, like home playing music device whilst they're at the house just to be like cool I got got another 5 hours in there. It's like a gym session. I listen to just like music they don't like, but it's cool. <laughs> I listen to 10 hours of Cyapus. <laughs> was that the first one that came to mind? <laughs> you ever heard Cyapus? No. <laughs> Tech death metal. Or something. <laughs> it's not easy listening. Is so, it not? No. Not something you put on before going to bed? Uh, not, well, I do. But I do. Not most people. Um... We've gone so off track, haven't we? So podcasts. Off. We're so doing a podcast. We are indeed, my friends. The John Mahon Show will become a podcast. John's John my podcast show. The John the John my podcast. <laughs> I have been trying to think of what to call it. I think I'm just gonna just call it the John Mahon Show just for continuity. But I was like, I was trying to pun it up some way. Yeah, where you can listen to all our past episodes minus yep. the songs because. They don't like yeah. that on the old Spotify. Yeah, so with the reactions, I'm going to try and keep in like the talky parts of the reactions, but to actually get the reactions, it's going to have to either be the live show or the YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. 
But we've got some great interviews on there. Hell I've, yeah. I've forgotten half the stuff we took. We Bro, about, we've done so. so many interviews. This show's only been going three months May now. we started. Yeah, like start of May. So like two and a bit months. Yeah. We're, ju- we're just about to touch three months. And in that time, we've done like 30 well, some interviews. Ep- some, ep- some episodes are two guests. We've had one. So 16 times. <laughs> We're in. The, I think we're over. We're definitely over twenty, aren't we? I think. I think we're in the thirties. We're in the thirties. Yeah, man. We're gonna run out of people. <laughs> Not yeah. a chance. Well, I want to start bringing music industry people on the show. So I want to start bringing like PRs, managers. Oh, there was a a guy called people that work in like the restaurant at Warner. Oh, <laughs> got the catering side. <laughs> you ever been to Sony and Warner? In London, the big uh, record label. Have you ever been to those offices? The only Sony office I went to was yours. Yeah, that's Sony P- Pictures Entertainment. Um, yeah, great kitchens. Great, mm. great um, solid scrans. The one in, where did I go recently? So, is it Sony? Yeah, Sony is now in the the new buildings in King's Cross. Oh, it's beautiful around there. It's fucking. It's a really good. nice nice space. Let's go. Anyway, <laughs> what are we talking about? We have gone <laughs> so far off track once again. But Doctor Scott, lovely to have you on board, my friend. Because that reminds me, we need to announce the winners. We need a doctor. <laughs> I need a doctor. There's a Dr. Dre song. It's like, Doctor, do, I need a doctor. Yeah, there is. It's actually, yeah. 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 I know what you mean. Anyway, we did a giveaway a couple of weeks ago for Motorhead's brand new live album recorded at the Montreux Jazz Festival. And we haven't announced jazz the band Mo- motorhead the, the jazz band motorhead and we haven't announced the winners for this yet nah. so congratulations to the winners of our motorhead cd giveaway and they are simon wilson jessica haylock dr scott to mark and tracy bigmore i'll be contacting you over the course of the weekend and Tomorrow. getting your cds sent out to you it's not a real name is it to mark to mark was that the one that stood out to you yeah yeah, it's a cracking it's, name. I apologise if it is. It's a cracking <laughs> name. Just one name, like Madonna. One name, just like, yeah, Cher. Cher, Madonna. Or Zendaya. Zendaya. Oh, yeah, I forget Zendaya's only got one name. Um, who else? <laughs> Messi. <laughs> yeah. The Goat. That's yeah, what they call them. Just the one. But yeah, congratulations, Dr. Scott. Well done, my friend. And speaking of giveaways, the giveaways don't stop there segue because we are giving away bloodstock tickets yes. on today's show we are and do you want the announcement for it should we should we announce it we will should we play a let pre-made give, video package well let me give you a little pre thing so basically you ent- i'm gonna play this but you have to enter on instagram but the instagram instagram post isn't up yet but we'll put it on halfway through the show yeah We'll put it up on our mid-break. Yeah, we'll put it up during the break. <laughs> so you watching this note can think of your answers now. Yeah, you, you, you're, you're ahead of the curve, as they say. Yeah, here it is. Bloodstock is teaming up with Forever Loud and the John Mayhem Show to give away a pair of weekend tickets to this year's Bloodstock, which is less than two weeks away. All you've got to do is simply answer the question, what is the must-have item 
you would bring to Bloodstock. So have a thing, my friends. What is the most must-have item that you need to take to Bloodstock? Yeah, it's kind of, we sort of left it a bit open so we can pick the best dancers. Like that? Yeah. Big fan of that. So, Like, what would yours be? Uh, I would bring you. Oh, buddy. Your dead corpse. (laughs) And I would parade it around. On a stick. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> like like the big boss man at Big Show's dad's funeral. And I'd be at, yeah, I'll be at the <coughs> at the shows just like that. Do you know how people have flags in Glastonbury? <laughs> You've just got me you. on a pole. <laughs> I'd have to hollow you out those because you're a bit heavy. But. <laughs> what about you? Oh, bro. I was going to say chain mail. Yeah, for, well, there'll be a lot of that there. For, for binge ousting. Last, one of the times I went back in, I don't know if they still have it. I think they might have something a little bit different, but they had, um, like, medieval fighting. So people... With, Bro, they had that download yeah. one year. It was well, fucking vicious. Right, so we interviewed one of the guys. Oh. We interviewed one of the guys that was in it, and he said, he was like, yeah, we obviously wear armor and all the blades are, like, blunt, and, but he was like, I've, I've broke bones, I've... He said he got his finger like split down the middle. <sighs> it just, it's like, it's, it's all like, obviously it's not really staged as such. I guess it is, but it's still, you're still hitting each other yeah. with, metal, with metal. It's so. like free CTE. Like, especially like, have you seen that clip of like, it's like a viral clip of the two medieval dudes <laughs> going at it. And like one of them has a shield and like one of them's like, blah, 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 and the other one just donks him on the head like that yeah. and just knocks him out. Because like, even though you're wearing a helmet, it's still, you still get an impact yeah. on your like neck. and shit. Yeah. Ask an American football player what it feels like to get hit, even though you got a helmet on. Yeah. Well, that's probably, that's one of the worst sports that I'm aware of for, uh, CTE. CTE. Yeah. Well, probably UFC as well. UFC's got to be up there. No. So boxing's worse than UFC. Really? So basically, it's head trauma, really. So um, what happened? So basically, you are getting in, getting hit to the head. So in boxing, all you're doing is getting punched in the head and the body, really, repeatedly over and over for 10 rounds, 12 rounds. In UFC, you get hit too many times ref calls it off you get knocked out your ref calls it off so really you're not getting hit as much in the head and boxing is one of those things where it's like for pride's sake like even if you feel like going down you're probably not going to want to go down and like with uh american footy that's australian (laughs) american american (laughs) american football they're just constantly just bashing heads aren't they well, I, I've been watching quite a lot of it over the last couple of years. It's my favourite sport, man. Like, I want, like d- everything outside of music. I'm just NFL. And why though? It's why? fucking rubbish. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I've only watched the Super Bowl, bro. The ads, ads, Super Bowl. It's just ads, bro. Right? Do you have? I just don't like how start and stop it is. Stop, stop, stop. So that's most Brits complaint about it, yeah. right? Is the stop, start nature of it. But then, right. 
to answer that question before I move on to something else, otherwise I will get sidetracked. That's where the social element of it comes in. So like, whilst you're either watching a game or like attending a game and something yeah. like that, like something happens, everyone watches, then you either talk about the thing that you just saw or you carry on with your conversation. So like, it flows into the social yeah. aspect. Whereas a lot of people who watch sports in the UK, you probably used to watching, you know, like sat at home on your own, like who do you support, TV, yeah, TVs on my teams. Oh. The from so the initially my team was the New York Jets because I went to WrestleMania 35 at MetLife Stadium, which is where the Giants and the Jets play and the Giants kits sucked. So I went for the Jets, but then I watched Giants. them. Yeah, the New York Giants. They're actual Giants. Yeah, they're huge. That's sure, that's unfair. <laughs> Something tells well, me you're on steroids. The other one's got Jets, so yeah, it exactly. matches up. Yeah, like you're, you're thinking of it very much like an Avengers Marvel <laughs> level thing. It's like the team with the name must have that kind of gimmick. I love it. I love uh, just American sports teams have the best names. The best fucking names. So initially I was a Jets fan, but then like, dude, I watched them for like a year and I was like, these guys fucking suck. So I was like, I may as well pick a second team because like the Jets aren't going to probably do anything forever. So AEW, the wrestling company, the guy who owns them, his dad owns the Jacksonville Jaguars NFL team. Nice. I've been so, to that stadium. Uh, have you? Duval County. I uh, went to, what's it called? Welcome to Rockville Damn. in 2019 in Jacksonville. And they, oh, they had it at that stadium. A Daly's Place. Yeah. Damn. That would have Although been they sort of, some of the stages were like in the car park. Yeah. Bit. So the, none of it was actually in the stadium, obviously. Yeah. It was just the outside area but yeah. it was like literally the stadium was literally just there yeah it was quite, it was yeah that's cool. how they rent wrestling shows in the pandemic they yeah. just put them on like in a little stage like on the outside bit but yes yeah, so then i started supporting the jacksonville jaguars and they drafted they got the first draft first pick in the draft and they picked this guy trevor lawrence who's like this amazing college quarterback his first year was terrible we had a terrible head coach but then last season Jags actually made it to the playoffs. Like it was like they, they were the team that Kansas City beat to go to the Super Bowl. So I was like, do you know what? That wasn't too bad. And then on this off season, the Jets have got a new quarterback, Aaron Rodgers. And the guy who got me into American football was Pat McAfee. I watch this show all the time. It's what this show is inspired by is the Pat McAfee show. And then McAfee software uh, virus. Yeah. Software. And uh, antivirus software, Fair. the very same. And off the back of watching that, they did a thing called Aaron Rodgers Tuesday and Aaron Rodgers played for the Green Bay Packers for like 15 years, like never left the team. And then literally this offseason, the Jets have just drafted Aaron Rodgers. So the guy who I watched for like two years talking about the NFL is now playing for my team. So I'm like, holy shit, this is going to be the best fucking year ever. Wow. There we go. Yeah. American that, football on a music show. None thanks. of that made any sense to nothing, me. But. Nothing whatsoever. But thanks for... The question, Dr. Scott, any any opportunity to start sounding off about American football, I'll take it. But let's take it back to a musical front, because in about five minutes time, we're going to be joined by Brad from Two Year Break. And the band actually have a brand new song out right now. It's called Bring Me Down. And in fact, whilst we wait for Brad, should we pull it up on YouTube? Give it a cheeky little listen. Let's pull it up on the old YouTubes. Because... This is fire. Like when I found out Brad was coming on the show, I popped this song on my like songs on Spotify and it slaps. It really does slap. Does it slap? It <laughs> doth. <laughs> slaps a uh, need for cool music. Uh, Dr. Scott's a Pats fan. Let's go, my friend. Me and you are going to have a very interesting year. <laughs> <laughs> See what I mean? And, right, I don't know about you, 
But this has got real strong lower than Atlantis vibes for me. Interesting. And I love these synthesizers, yeah. Bit of a flow from Brad as well. I like it. Nice groove. bit more Marion Harris says LTA nice yeah it does have serious lower than Atlantis vibes I don't know what LTA you're referring to <laughs> lower than Atlantis no as in what era of the lower than Atlantis because I can't really hear it that much. really yeah. uh, maybe the vocal lines I think and his Dude, this, this sounds like what was it the self-titled album with the pink on the front yeah but they, never, they were never a big sympathy band LTA what Bro. I'm thinking of like world record era. Bro. That was never, that wasn't simpy. <laughs> like this feels like work for it. In, I know what you mean. I'm like I English like kids sound, in America. Sound yeah, but that, they weren't like, very here simp- we go. But they weren't simp heavy. They were just guitar. Not simp heavy. Yeah. So I'm thinking about yeah, I agree with that big sound, big chorusy, yeah, sing along bit. That's true, actually. Now that now that I did the very bro, I like. I don't I, know I how just much don't synth, remember don't seeing fucking Mike on stage doing. <laughs> yeah. This flow though, I like that. Ah. Uh. Oh. Well, my cool. friends, the reason we are currently bumping this song is because our guest on today's show is the lead singer of Two Year Break. That is their brand new single, Don't Bring Me Down. Show a lot of love and appreciation for Brad! Woo! <laughs> Let's go, dude. How are that you? So confusing. I was quickly <laughs> watching the Twitch stream to see what bit we were at. And then there was like two or three different voices going. And I was like, oh, I need to mute one of them. <laughs> I need the right one. No, we're all good. <laughs> Yeah, Hell well, yeah. We were just bumping to you. Is that a word? <laughs> Is that yeah, describing where? Lower than Atlantis argument happening. <laughs> <laughs> Would you agree? Is that a big influence for you? I used to listen to them a lot. I, I think it might be because they are British, right? Yeah, yeah. well, Mike's yeah, very I think it might, Maybe it's my. I like to think I come across British and not American. Yeah. At least I do. Uh, yeah, I guess you're both okay. southern, southern dudes. Yeah, I think Mike's from the south side yeah. of the UK. But yeah, you've definitely push the British accent hard on the sound. Was that was that something from the get-go where you're like, I don't want people saying that I've got an American accent when I sing? Uh, when I first started, I didn't really think about it, but I think I I used to hide that I had the, not hi- like just in normal, I've realised I talk a little bit more London and Essex now than I used to, but I think it's because I used to be nervous that people would think I'm illiterate or something because of the way I... <laughs> way i come across and we're like you're right mate yeah how's it going so hello good sir naturally (laughs) slowly just like got more comfortable about not worrying about how i talk and i've realized that sounds quite you said i I sing how i kind of talk a a little bit so it kind of 
I think it's a good thing. I don't really have, I don't think I planned it. I think I just kind of lent into it. Letting in, lent into it. I'm a big fan of that because like they say in pro wrestling, like the best characters are like yourself times 10, like the biggest version of yourself. And like, as we were like saying just then in Don't Bring Me Down, like that little bit just before the chorus kicks in where you have that little bit of a flow going over mm. the top of it. Like, <laughs> is, is that something like outside of music that you're like a big fan of? Like, have you got like a little bit of a rap background in you? A tiny bit. I did grow up as a, uh, as the word used to be called, chav. Sick. I did grow up as a bit of a chav. Um, and then when I was like 13, 14, I kind of went straight into indie and metal and rock. Okay. But I grew up very like, everyone was talking like a chav. Yeah. I was kind of saying a little me, bit yeah. of that in me, I think. I think it's just like, you don't know what you're into until you get to a certain age and then you're like, oh, actually, I like rock music I, think, <laughs> I like alternative I think I like music. a bit of everything but I definitely I think when you get into your teens is when you kind of start to have a bit more of yeah. your own I guess decisions on what you listen to because you start discovering things hell yeah I, mean, I was downloading stuff from probably shouldn't be doing this but I was downloading it from LimeWire <laughs> I, my nice, Kanye nice, West nice whilst I was playing uh, RuneScape <laughs> that was my nice. life nice <laughs> did you ever do that thing where you downloaded like full albums but it was track by track and each one yeah. was like a different like quality. <laughs> Some yeah, and sometimes they weren't what they said. They yeah. Were. And you'd be like, oh, okay. Cool. The family computer one. is ruined. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to rewind. What were some of the tunes that were on your Chav playlist back a day? Uh, Izzy Rascal. Yeah. Kingston. Um, obviously Eminem, but I mean, I still love Eminem, but I'm trying to, there was, you know, it was a really weird mix of like, I think like Lily Allen was on there. Nice. Um, yeah, Kanye. Akon was on there. Akon. Nice. <laughs> uh, there was. It was a mixture of that, and then it was back when like infrared was a thing, and you'd all be sharing music and like sound bites on the phone on the bus, and if the bus moved, they'd disconnect, and you'd get really annoyed. <laughs> and it'd be like South Park quotes uh, or that. Billy songs or whatever. Something about a strawberry and a baby kill it hitting the strawberry. I don't know if you remember that. That was a weird. It thing. was the wild west of the internet in the early days. Yeah. It? <laughs> so, yeah, a little Walkman, and you could just about read what was coming up next before iPods <laughs> were a thing. Holy shit! Well, how we have evolved since then, and like speaking of technological involving, I want to talk to you about one of the things that I saw in the press release for this single, which is the way in which this song has been mixed. Because you've been working with Clint Murphy, is that the name? Yeah, that's yeah, that's the man, Clint Murphy. Yeah, he um, he's definitely helped elevate. Like, I feel like if you get the right producer, as long as you you know, you can come to them with a demo or like an idea, but they'll be the ones that really help bring it like properly into life. Like one of my biggest things is when bands maybe go to someone that's maybe more affordable, but not very good. And then they miss out on that like extra level they could have got out of their music if they'd have just gone to someone else. And that's what Clint, Clint is our, our guy that basically, you know, he, he's now become part of a, a writer of our band. So he's like the secret, the secret member um and yeah if it was if we didn't work with him i definitely i don't think our i think our ideas would be there but they wouldn't be as pushed and maybe you know the simps and stuff that really come through we know how to come up with simp melodies and ideas but it's clint that really puts that special take on you know the sounds he uses and some of the extra melodies added in that you know we would have maybe missed out on if we hadn't have had someone like that working with us yeah so, 
it definitely elevated us to that, you know, that higher. I was going to say the mix on it is great. Like there's so much going on in like the background of like the soundscapes and stuff. It's like, yeah, we've actually had it. He's, he's, so he used to live here and he's moved back to his hometown, in New Zealand. Oh, damn. Um, well, yeah. So we, so we have to fly him over now when we record. Um, that's annoying that then, it can't go the other way. You fly out to New Zealand. Yeah, I think we yeah. looked it up and to fly four of us out there and some of our equipment. I thought it's not happening. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he so he's gone back there now. But he's um, built his own studio where he lives and he's made it so that he can mix like spatial audio, so that three sixty audio. Oh, amazing! And he's made that all of our tunes are being spatially mixed. I guess is the word. Damn. When you're listening to it in a spatial scenario there's loads of extra simps and noises you don't realize are in the mix that you start hearing more because they're like slightly it's like surround they're mixing. more exposed in parts of the 360 space i guess so i still think if you listen to it normally if you keep listening um you'll start to find little extra things that you might not notice are there um that really just help add that in like the that build-up bit that kind of rappy bit there's loads of weird noises that even i forgot existed until I really listened again, I was like, I think sometimes there's certain layers and simps and noises and stuff that just, sometimes you don't know why it feels good or why it sounds good yeah. there, but something's doing that subconsciously, you don't realise. Frequencies. It. Yeah, it's the frequencies, mate. <laughs> All those frequencies I know nothing about. It's one of those things where it's like, you don't notice something's there until you take it out. Yeah. And like, oh, it's missing. Yeah. Crucial yeah. element. Yeah. And I mean, what a guy to be working on with that, considering like also on his CV are people like Enter Shikari and, you know, the stuff that they've done over the years with quadraphonic sound and like the experimentation that they've done into actually making the live experience sound as immersive as possible. And I mean, have you found that like this additional layer of knowledge from working in the studio with Clint has translated to the live shows? Yeah, 100%. And these new lots of tunes that we're set to be releasing have all sort of like got that kind of live aspect or like you can hear like oh this is going to go off live this will be big live Sick. the only thing we're missing which is what i absolutely love obviously when i see enter shikari is like i know we can't go to that crazy level but the lighting show that they put oh on, yeah it's just like i want to jump around and mosh and, and sing along but then i also want to stand there in awe and just be like are we went i've seen I mean, all different. Like, I went to see them at their two, them 2000 cap small venue show. Oh, yeah. And the, what they managed to do with the lights, even in these smaller places, was just insane. And to be fair, on a smaller scale, I think it's possible. Mm -hmm. That's something I'm really looking into because I think adding light, like visuals to your already sound that's made for live, just, you know, if something's going like, and it's yep. like all the yeah. lights go round, it just makes an, it gives that extra, like, oh. Yep. So, they that, have... I think our music's definitely translated more into live after working more with the synths and pushing the boundaries of what we've been doing before. And I just want to push it even more and get some get some lights involved. But budget. Yeah. <laughs> well, they, they sort of had. That was kind of kind of a, an inspiration for these <laughs> behind. Yeah. Because they, they, they just had a bunch of these. Well, like, the not tube these. lightings, right? Yeah. yeah. 
but these, these definitely on, on these are on budget. The, yeah, <laughs> these are the budget ones compared to the ones that Shikari were packing. But yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> like as you said, like I've heard so many stories for, about Shikari over the years. How like you know they've been given X amount of budget for a show, and it's just going cool. We're going to spend it all on this thing this time. Whether it is like lights, lasers, like mm. video wall. Like I don't know if you saw them at Slam Dunk Festival. Um, yeah, you did. So that vi- that water bit that, that they had with Rao. Yeah, that was so <laughs> good, on it. And the bit when he put his hat, the the visual character put their hand in the air and the lasers went like, yeah. like what's going on? <laughs> what's going on? This fucking band, man. <laughs> no, I love it. I, yeah, I love them. They're a huge inspiration to what, like what we do as well. And it's nice to have Clint just so happen to end up like after working with us. What he was already working with us and then he got the job to do a few mixes for some of those tracks on the past two albums i was like oh yes this is great because he's going to learn some stuff from what how they do things and help us obviously not copy but help influence and help uh, i'll pass that knowledge on our sound Please do. Yeah, 100% <laughs> passing that knowledge on. And I mean, like speaking of passing stuff on, it's not just knowledge. Sometimes it could be like contacts. And I was looking at some of the other people that Clint's worked with. He's worked with Charlie Simpson. And obviously you got that collaboration with Charlie Simpson, Loving Every Day. Was Clint the middleman between that or was Charlie someone that you met externally? No, it was Clint was the middleman. Sick. He sent um, one of our like mixed, it wasn't finished, but it wasn't a demo. It was like middle stages of it. And he was like, I don't know his exact words, but he, he basically said, fuck yeah, I, I like this, I'll do it. So we were like, oh, Sick. oh, okay. Because <laughs> like, not to be all childish and excited, but when I, my first show, as about, I think I was nine or 10, and my first actual show was busted oh, in like Wembley Arena or something. So like to be able to watch that and then in my in my mid-twenties be like, oh, I've got, there's a, there's a song with that dude on my, what the fuck <laughs> on my fucking album cool. yeah it was pretty it was pretty surreal to be honest and it was really fun that he got behind the idea of like us using the because we couldn't have him in the video at the time he's we i sent him like a voice note on a video message being like i want to put this cardboard cut out in because that way we can still have you in it we can make it fun and he was all for it and that's sick you know, some people might be like oh no actually I don't, yeah. that picture's from when like 10 years ago i don't like that cardboard cut however he was just like, yeah, mate, do it. So we use that now all our shows whenever we play Loving Every Day. Our guitarist, our guitarist Charlie, uh, sings the chorus, but we always get the cardboard cut out. And it's like six foot three or something. And yeah, just have that. And I'll like sing <laughs> to it and throw him in the crowd and stuff. I think like, last in Southampton a couple of weeks ago, I said, like, I said something like, please look after him because we've lost so many. <laughs> we've lost so many charlies we've lost so many and as much as i want to let people just you know you can have them they cost a lot of money and yeah we can't make to the end of the tour it's like disappointing on the last day when you're like here's charlie oh yeah so when i said please like please be careful i want him back they all like really softly as if he was like spider-man um in spider-man 2 when he's coming off the train and they're all like slowly holding him it was it was a sight to behold it was great. That's beautiful. I don't know what I love the most about that story. Is it the fact that you've got a person in the band called Charlie who does Charlie's parts and then sets Charlie off into the crowd? Like, it's like Charlieception. Yeah, it's just a bit mayhem. I mean, one day, I'm really hoping one day that we can be like, you know, get the cardboard cut out, 
but then the actual Charlie Simpson oh, yeah. comes out anyway because everyone will just expect, oh, yeah, it's the cardboard cutout again. And He's just hiding bam. behind the amp. No, it ain't. <laughs> Man, that the is right actually... size as well, I think. I think it's to... Like, to scale. Yeah, real life. Yeah, to scale, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because he's a tall man, Charlie Simpson. Yeah, I was trying to picture if I actually was on the stage with him, how that would work, because I'm quite a small person. I'm like five, six. So there's like... I'd, I'd say Charlie's close to like, what, he's got to be like six, four well, you, or something. You've, been, you've stood next to him. Yeah, you. like he's like six, four, six, five. Like he makes me feel really, really small. Like I want to say he might be even like six, six or something stupid. Like he's fucking massive. <laughs> uh, it would look even bigger than standing next to me 100% oh. like waving up to a skyscraper <laughs> it's, like so, any, it's like anyone on stage with like Fallout Boy or yeah. Fred Durst yeah so, yeah the perspective yeah when I met Fred Durst I was like oh, just, you look bigger on TV <laughs> <laughs> I realise <laughs> it's the baggy pants yeah like adding size well speaking of working with Charlie what, was it the case that you did the whole track over email and vi like via like like sound yeah, bites it, and that kind of it, stuff. It wasn't actually physically in the studio. It was during COVID, um, so we had to do a lot of like swings and roundabouts to make sure it was safe and worked and stuff. We got a cottage in the middle of nowhere. Nice. We had all of our documents and papers from the music union or whatever it is, um, and we did it all in a cottage. The drums were done somewhere separately without us, like my drummer and drummer george and clint went off separately for a week before then we all went to this cottage and lived there for like 12 days and did everything and then that during that stage is when we were probably talking to charlie sick and then and then clint clint basically said i'm not sure when he's going to do it but he's going to do it at some point and then he just sent us a picture at one point of him in the studio with charlie because i think charlie's got his own studio sick. we were like oh god it's happening it's happening <laughs> It's actually real. <laughs> so yeah, but um, yeah, that it was all. Uh, we were supposed to meet up, but something new about COVID happened again. I've been meaning to like message him just to see if he'd be up for like the right show to do that thing and stuff. But I don't want to bombard him. He's got busted kicking off now. Like yeah, a new thing. He's always got something going on. I was kind of slightly, slight. I mean, I love busted. I was slightly hoping for a fight star. Thing. Yeah. Bro, you never know. You never know. I heard rumors that they were gonna start working on stuff. So I, I, I did as well. I heard. Then, I saw whispers. Now it's busted. Yeah. yeah. And then all of a sudden that stopped. And I mean, the like that segues perfectly into what my next question was gonna be to you. Like at the start of that tune, like there are some subtle screams in the mix, and I couldn't tell whether that was you or Charlie screaming. So I actually don't know the answer to this. But <laughs> I think he did a scream at the end, and. I'm still yet to work out whether Clint kept it in or used me or merged the two. Like there's a bit where I think he did give it a go. And I, I still to this day have never had confirmation. I can ask whether that was actually Charlie or me or a bit of both merged together yet. I've not, don't actually know. I'm now intrigued to re-ask Clint. Yeah, what please he do. He might not tell me. It might be a little Easter egg. Yeah, he's just like, I'll tell you when you're older. Answer. It's like, come yeah. on. <laughs> come on, man. Tell me. Yeah, because Charlie's. I definitely got... know he gave a scream a go. Oh, but I don't know if they kept it in or if he's merged it or if it's so, so subtle that you don't know if it's me or him. Oh, 
Man, I hope it, I hope so because Charlie's got one of the best pure screams in the game, man. Yeah. Like I saw Busted. I don't know if you guys did it the, when they did the secret set that year at Slam Dunk, yeah. and they played 3 a.m. At the end of 3 a.m., Charlie just gave a fucking scream, and I was like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> No, I, did, I, I missed that. I yeah, by the, only the band I saw was McFly. Yeah, I saw McFly. I was. I didn't. I didn't get to see Busted. I don't think I'd. I only went. I only first went to Slam Dunk like a couple of years ago. I don't know why. I, it wasn't. I didn't want to go. I just never had anyone to really just didn't go come with. up. Yeah, and then and now now I've gone every year since I first went because why not? Hell yeah! Have you played it yet? I want to. I'm oh. on. I'm. It's my. It's one of my goals for at least even next year or the year after. A hundred percent next year. For sure, there's no reason why you shouldn't be on one of the stages at Slammy D next get year. Ben Ray on the blower. Yeah. Yeah, you get it out. <laughs> <laughs> Poke some people in the right direction. <laughs> no, we're, 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 we're doing a lot of stuff to make that, you know, those opportunities happen with this next release. We're trying to, you know, be smart about how we do things to try and help, you know, get into the eyes and ears of those kind of people. Uh, um, Mar Marianne is our manager and she tells me not to say things but Marianne uh, is actually say, in the chat right now <laughs> tell me off um, no we've got some new we've got a new tour to announce soon sick and there's some there's a there's a there's a venue on there that would help that would basically. help interesting yeah. well, I think that's the, the strength of this new song and especially all your branding and the look you've got I think it's like I think this is what bands need now to sort of propel them into the next level i think it's like setting you up to do some big things in the future have you felt like you needed to sort of make this progression with your look and your sound to sort of yeah move the band i wanted on? to i wanted to i have loads of stuff flying through my head all the time and you know there might be old ideas or new ideas visually but i just wanted to make like a connect a long-term story for this and stuff we're doing so that there's like like you say a theme an outfit the only thing about the outfit is I'm not 100 percent sure I want to perform in those boiler suits because I've done it for the music video, and I'm like, Ooh. yeah. But it does look, it does help us look the part. Yeah. So I am, I, I normally wear costume a change, bro. Video. Costume change, maybe like structure it so you come out on stage in the boiler suit, or maybe like it's something that you but it's like stripping. You just, like yeah, like just get, get one of them ones we can just rip off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Velcro off. Yeah. Half magic, Mike. Half blockchain. <laughs> Fuck yeah! Add a little bit of sexuality into it. The old yeah, striptease. I, mean, like... I do have a little. I do have some. I can't help but when I'm on stage, I'm. I've always been really. I'm not good at dancing, but I've got. I kind of have like a. <laughs> it comes out of you. Yeah, I kind of. I a have groove. a groove and a, a movement that, you know, I can. That comes out on stage. So maybe you know, throwing off the boiler suit, will just add to that weird sex. <laughs> sexual dancing i do anyway oh hell yeah i'm all <laughs> for it and i mean let's talk about the future of two-year break because like as you said marion is your manager in the chat saying do it i mean what's the most amount of stuff you can tell us right now about the future of two-year break like what we got coming up what's what's next after don't bring me uh, um what's next i mean we're gonna have the f music video for don't bring me down was just a bit of a taster to like this idea that we're in this like world and we've got like a resistance and the regime of the bad guys, but it doesn't really tell you much. It's just sort of a performance in this world to kind of start it off. Sick. But the next single that we've got 
coming out we filmed recently sick i've tried to add more story to it um there's clones in it we've tried clones. to clone ourselves we've tried to film ourselves as the clones nice. we've been walking on treadmills so that we can try and get some like scenes where it looks like we're actually walking through the city as opposed to just kind of floating because it wouldn't you know on green screen if you're running on the spot it would look a bit weird so we've tried that um so yeah we've got we've got a whole story kind of slightly created and it's just tweaking it each to make it fit each new song because the songs weren't made to fit the narrative the narrative the narrative is kind of not fully related to the songs but i've made it so that it can relate uh the next song's called listen up sick which, come, which uh, i can't say when it's coming out but it's called listen up and you know the the song the video is going to be a bit about starting a revolution in this city and you know kicking off sick so more rapping as well the song is a little bit there is one song that ha that i don't have we actually haven't titled it any yet we we have it all done but it's not got a name yet and that has a little bit more flowy rappy bits just a little bit it's I, I don't know what i quite like it it, it suits my a hundred percent and it hel helps like control not just constantly hitting them massively higher notes and just like you can still you know, get something out of it at that low level so that in the set, I don't have to constantly be like all the way up here. Yep. And be like, <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, I can't say a lot, but we've got a resist. We've, we made a group on Facebook called the resistance to sort Sick. of have any of like the hardcore people that really want to get involved. We'll chat in there. Um, and it's called the resistance and they know me as being the person that leaks everything. So I'm trying my best not to go too far. <laughs> On the lead. I've already said the song name. Um, Perfect. Yeah, other, other than that, there's there's definitely new music to come and we've made sure we've planned so that it doesn't stop, you know, so that there's always something coming out for the next two years. Oh, well, there's no two year breaks on the horizon <laughs> then, is there? <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> oh. He's got it in. He got it in. Someone always we, gets one in. I mean, we've already done a, a section on the show where we started off with a. I did a two-year break pun, and then we went off, off on a segment for talking about puns for a while. But uh, yeah, we've. I've been called. We've been called loads of things. Like, you know, when some people email, yeah, because they want to. I don't know. They want to something, but they're not really real. They're real, but they're like a quick like. I oh, will just spam everyone. Yeah. Like when they get your name wrong, it's just it makes it even more like why am I? I don't even need. To. It was like two year, no two two week break or two year vacation. Which <laughs> two, days off. Band. <laughs> two days <laughs> off. Everything that's not yeah two days off is probably one of them. It's like when someone got. I mean, I know it's you know it's easy to accidentally spell something wrong, but autocorrect doesn't change yeah. year to to day or week, does it? Yeah. Like you've you've just been very you've lazy on your not, journalism's. Not done your research there and just gone out. Screw it. We'll send that email. They'll probably reply. Like I being in a band that have like done quite a number of interviews up until this point. Like not just the interview side. Like what about being in a band at the moment does your head in? Is there something that you want to vent about that pisses you off about being in a band where you're just like, do you know what? I wish I could complain about that. Going on stupid podcast shows. Yeah, going on stupid <laughs> like this. No, I love this stuff. I, you know, I'm not. I don't want to sound cheesy, but I don't. I don't really hate anything. I think all I hate is when, when you know you like when you maybe can't 
get where you want to be as quick but I've learned to be okay with that because being in a band is a, a grind you know you have to you have to put in the work and we've been putting in the work for we've all been putting in the work even before we were in this band and other bands like we've all been learning and stuff so I get it I think I just sometimes get frustrated when you see like an opportunity like oh we could I, I don't want to be I don't I don't want this but I could just there's that little bit here I could get and you when you don't get that it's frustrating yeah but, that's the life of a musician. Yeah, the like, rate of you progression. Have to just keep going and yeah. keep going. Learn to live on floors on tours. <laughs> you know, all the shit, all the shit. But if you keep sticking at it, you know, I believe that. You know, I, I myself, my band, and others, you can get there. You just got to keep grinding away at it. But in terms of like, what I, what pisses me off. Not much in the band, actually. And Good. maybe my band members will be like, you're lying, mate. <laughs> right now, I don't, I don't I don't think there's much that really pisses me off about, about it, really. I love it. I love all aspects of it. I'm a night owl. I can never sleep. So being on tour and... I, that's what I... No, that's what I fucking hate. Being told to get up early for something. I can't <laughs> do it. I cannot do it. I, I'll get up. But you can tell that like it takes me like two hours to really come back down so like when you've got a tour and my drummer is so admin on time heavy that i'm sure he makes us leave earlier than we need to all the time <laughs> so when i when i've like looked at I've, I've tried to do the maths i'm like we don't need to be leaving this early yeah you've like, you've slipped two hours in here that don't need to be existing yeah you've added something <laughs> in it. but when i'm told to get up at like six in the morning for something when i or or even nine but i've been awake till three because that's just my sleeping pattern i'm furious I mean, I'd keep it, I tried to keep it under wraps, but you can tell if you look at my face, if it's the morning, I'll be a little bit like, <laughs> come on, why are we here? <laughs> you know, some people call that lazy, but it's my sleeping pattern. Uh, so, no, know, dude, I feel that so hard. You your eight hours. Yeah, I, your eight hours. I feel that hard, man. Like I've, I've been a nightclub DJ since I was like 20 years old. And like for the longest, it's only like ironed itself out in like the last year or so. But for the longest time, like trying to get, like if I was falling asleep like three, four mm. after doing a DJ set, like trying to function anytime before midday, the next day was like virtually impossible. No, it's a write off, isn't it? And especially like working in music as well, like like you could just go out there and play a show and you could have one thing stuck in your head from that one gig that won't leave your brain until the next time you play a gig. Like it could be absolutely anything. It's something that's just gotten to you that night where you're like, until I can sort that out, that's going to really fucking bug me. Yeah, that's the imposter syndrome kicking in. Ah, oh, for sure, man, for sure. But I mean, there's no reason for you boys to have that at all, considering the quality of music that you're making at the moment. And I mean, out of all the things that you got going on, I mean, for me, what sounds the most interesting is like this storyline that you're creating behind it. And I mean, like to kind of surmise, to take us into like the next chapter of this band, like, like, what is something that you want people to know about, like, this storyline that you're creating? What's something that you want them to hold on to or to take away from this conversation? Hey, so I'm, I'll am i try and answer this. Basically, I've tried to write this story and we've wrote this music so that it's kind of inter like anyone can interpret it how they want to. And the reason it's in a made-up world is so that it's not directly targeting or attacking anyone in particular because it's all made up. Um personally that's because i i have my own thoughts and things and my political views and my views about how humans can be and stuff but i don't want to 
I'm not ready to kind of force that onto people. And I'm also not researched enough to like fully have a debate and argue how I feel about things. But I guess the takeaway from it is, is about shitty people. And I've dealt with shitty people and the shitty people that we see on the news every day and problems in the world going on caused by narcissistic people. And this story is about everyone and all of like all of those people would be it a friend relationship obviously anything however you want to it's about crap people that don't really care about others uh enough so the takeaway is that like fuck those people <laughs> like, you don't yeah. need, you don't need to <clears throat> don't deal with like learn like basically everyone experiences these people and these kind of feelings and then to know that there's you know everyone has everyone's experienced this thing and we can all you know get through it together because we're an example of it every everyone's an example of it it's the same when you go into shows you see so many people singing their art out to these emotional songs and it's because they've all gone through emotional things so like it's all about that fuck, yeah fuck those people and yeah stick with the people that you actually care about because they'll look after you so holy also shit. interpret it how you want <laughs> No, I think that's beautiful. I mean, yeah, fuck, fuck those people. <laughs> as yeah. as, I feel like fuck as I've off. got as I've got older, I've sort of I think before I used to be like a people pleaser a lot, and yeah. then as you get older, you're like, why am I wasting my time on certain people that don't? That's exactly and, what I'm getting at. Like, yeah, don't waste time. If if someone's not good for you, like it's not worth yeah because it's more stressed than it. Like they won't do the same to you. There's only so much you can do until it becomes like, okay, I can't can't change this so um, it's better I actually just I can change it by moving away from it and doing my own thing separately hell yeah so, there you go what a message and yeah, what a message fuck them people. <laughs> fuck them people <laughs> I genuinely can't wait to watch this whole story unfold for you though bro like it's so exciting from from the message to the motion capture stuff to the clones like it sounds like two-year break and be firing all cylinders for the next two years. That's what so, I hope. Uh, listen up, people. Ah, there we listen go. Up, up. It's about to go down. <laughs> <laughs> Let's fucking go. Well, my friends, don't forget to stream the brand new two-year break single out now. It's called Don't Bring Me Down and show a lot of love and appreciation for Brad from Two Year Break. Cheers, Brad. Thank you, bro. Appreciate Thanks, guys. Cheers. Thank you, man. Take care. Yes. Hell yeah. yeah. That was Brad from Two Year Break. What a fucking geezer. Yeah, and if you haven't checked out the new single, we, well, we played it on the show before. but we were, we were just getting into it. Like, we did make it all the way through, but don't bring me down, man. You want to have that on your, like, songs ASAP. Really good video as well. Sick video. Really well well done graphics. I, I need to see this Charlie Simpson I music video as well. I appreciate a good render. A good graphic. Okay. <laughs> Well, it's just like, I do a bit of graphics in my spare time. Love me render, love me true. <laughs> Sometimes I'll do something which is a bit complicated, and it'll just take forever to render mm. out. I can't, I can't imagine a project like that. I guess they do it probably do it in like Cinema 4D and all that, but still. Mm. And maybe they have like a separate render computer. How many people we lost? I love watching you nerd out about stuff because, like, you get to a point where your face just starts beaming more and more with it. It's so infectious. I found out the other day. <laughs> I just don't know what I'm saying. So we've both got Mac Minis. Yeah. So apparently you can like get multiple Mac Minis and put connect them together, 
So basically, you can work like off a transformer. One, you can work on one while the other one like uses all the processing power. Damn. So for so, so where we want to start doing like, some next level shit yeah, next year, so you can start rendering stuff out on the other computer whilst you're still working on stuff, and it won't affect what you're working. Damn. You can daisy chain them. Yeah. Holy shit. Holy shit. Nuts, man. <laughs> We're here to take over. And something else that is taking over is Bloodstock Festival on today's show. We have got some tickets to give away to Bloodstock 2023. Yeah. Wally is going to whack up an Instagram post whilst this message tells you exactly what you need to do. We will see you in part two of today's show where we're going to break down the Bloodstock Festival lineup. And then there's a whole load of stuff that we need to react to. Hell yeah. See you in a bit. Speaking of Bloodstock Festival, should we go through some of the bands on this year's lineup that we think are well worth checking out? Hell yeah. Let me uh, make this, this all look fancy. Ready for this? Ready for this? Ooh. Oh, transition. Oh. Transition. Look at that. Professional A. Yeah. So on the Ronnie James Dio stage, which is the main stage, hell of a set of headliners that. Yeah. So Kill Switch, first time, I believe, at Bloodstock. Let's go. And who have they got on vocals now? Jesse, the original, the OG. What happened to Howard? John, where have you been for the past? I don't know. 2016, 17 is when he joined, rejoined the band. <laughs> I think Howard left probably like mid 2000. Didn't mid he come 2010s. back? No. I could have sworn he came back. Jesse kept, so Jesse was the original singer and then Howard replaced him and then Howard left and then Jesse became the oh. vocalist again. Didn't they do a song with both of them on they it? They did, yeah. There was a release where they both, yeah. I, was it a single or was it? A, I remember like seeing them all together and like yeah. on the old Damn. Instagram. Huh. But yeah, they're still, still friends. Still friends. Still hang out. But there's going to be no Howard there unless he just he turns up. Who knows? Mm. Yeah. Enter the competition in case. Just, <laughs> in, ca just in case <laughs> Howie's there. Howie. So you got Kill Switch. Great. One of the best. One of the founding, I'd say, Fathers of metalcore, yeah, hundred percent. The forefathers, and of I've just realised how fans. fitting is it that they're playing the Ronnie James Dio stage? Yeah, checking, checking that. Oh, they've the, they've got, got to do to. the cover. Holy diver! One of the best music videos as well. Remember that? Speaking of well, chainmail, weren't they dressed up as knights in there? Yeah, it's all they're all just. It's all like. A so my, me saying chainmail to take to Bloodstock first. John, all. I don't. If you've ever been anywhere near Bloodstock, of course there's going to be chainmail there. There's going to be chainmail. There's going to be... Wallet chains. Wallet chains. There's going to be Viking helmets. There's going to be horns that you drink, Corpse paint. drink the beers out of. Mead horns. Mead horns, yeah. Mead they, horns. Sell, they sell them at Bloodstock. Yeah. You see people walk around with just a, a horn. Of, so if of, you're in mead, mead, my friends. <laughs> I don't know if it, there's mead in there, but... You could friend mead. with mead is a friend in Oh, you would have an alcohol-free yeah. mead. A dinger mead. A mead dinger. Mead <laughs> dinger. <laughs> and then also on the Friday, In Flames. Yeah. Great band. I haven't child... I, I don't think this is a necessary your lineup, is it? I mean, right. So there are a few bands that on the Friday and Saturday that I'd be well up for seeing 
Kill Switch is one. In Flames is another one. Yeah. Legendary Swedish metalcore band. Or not even core, just cool gothic. Just Goffin. good. What's it called? Wasn't some gothic, what's it? Gothenburg. Gothenburg. Yeah, like Gothenburg from in Sweden has its own like music scene. There's loads of bands that have come out of Gothenburg. Mm. Has its own like sound. Let's go. Um, I mean, on the Saturday as well, your boy's not loose. Not loose, motherfucker. Yeah. And then my sugar headlining, who are insane live. When I was so remember I was saying I went to Jack um, Jacksonville. Mm. Welcome to Rock. What was it? Welcome to Rockville. They headline, or they? I don't think they even headlined. They played on one of the stages that I was next to and we got to uh, watch them sort of side of stage, but we weren't allowed on the stage, but we could still see through. Sick. <laughs> but I just wanted to watch uh, the drummer, Thomas, because he's insane. How is it's he? like watching, he's like the messy of drums. <laughs> okay. No one, well, it's just like, it's so technical and so tight. Like a lot of times he doesn't even do flare stuff it's just so these weird patterns that he does like rhythmical patterns like you've heard bleed obviously yeah whatever it is yeah just keeping that on your feet like the whole time and it slightly changes it doesn't stay exactly the same just insane technical wizard yeah. so so yeah they'll be sick they'll i imagine they'll have a big old a big old rig big old light show and all that i've never seen my sugar before so i'd i'd be up for some sugar Give me sugar. Pour some, some sugar on me. Give me some sugar. sugar yeah. Give me sugar. There's a, there's a good, give me there's, sugar. Yeah. Give me sugar. <laughs> it's like a northern person asking. <laughs> Give me sugar. Uh, also, Trypticon. <laughs> You're a big fan, are you? Couldn't tell you. So, I'm not a big fan, but I am aware that the dude from Trypticon... Well, they Trypticon were a band called Celtic, Celtic Cross, who were like an old sort of black metal band. And then they formed this new band. But it says, yeah, so I guess that means they'll be performing as Celtic Frost, their old band. It's kind of cool. Yeah. And then Canucked Aloose, one of the best hardcore bands on the fucking planet. Yeah. Not loose, motherfucker. Coachella's. Not yeah, loose. Coachella's new favorite. Do you reckon they, they, they must have like converted a few people. The fact, the fact that Billie Eilish would stood side of stage with the rabid fan base that Billie Eilish has as well. I mean, yeah. I don't doubt that a couple of Billie Eilish fans would have gone, "Hey, do you know what would be really fucking cool is walking around with this in my headphones." Yeah, it's quite a, quite a. It's like jumping in the deep end of heavy music. I don't know, man, because like... Well, what do you start off in? I've had the progression of like Linkin Park and then you go to like, I would say like Atreyu and then like Avenged when they had the first album that introduced me to screaming properly. And then you go a bit, delve into the more... So I, this is a fun question because I actually did this on the radio a couple of weeks ago. And the question was basically like, what was your first i think it's like what was your first five years of music life like i'm talking yeah. like from when you kind of pick up music around about like you know 11 12 ish and then from that until like 17 or 18 like what's that five-year development well, process see, like like um brad was saying before before i got into like 
rock, I guess. I was big. I wasn't like a chav, but I was into more. I was into like Eminem and who else? Mostly Eminem. Actually, no, I had, I remember, I think mostly because my sister had it, but I had like the So Solid Crew album. Nice. And uh, all that sort of garage, early noughties garage. So I saw that with Eminem. And then I did listen to a bit of Limp Biscuit because my sister did. Nice. And then when I turned 13 in 2002 or one, that's when I started properly being like, oh, this, these are my bands. Sick. But yeah, but that was a prime time for new metal and emo and pop punk. To be fair, that like that's an era that a lot of people look back on as the golden era of like alternative yeah. music. Because that's... That's the era that a lot of people are trying to emulate and recreate now. It's, well, it's that it's what that yeah. energy was like at that time when Warp Tour was such a massive thing. Also, like they say, everything has a twenty-year cycle. So do you know when, like, in the past ten years, people were like dressing like the eighties, yeah, and the nineties, and now it's gone full circle. <laughs> people dressing like the early nineties now. Yeah, that's so, true. I, yeah, I saw a TikTok the other day of some dude. He must have been a kid, or like sixteen, seventeen just dressed like we all used to dress in like the early noise but unironically it was sick like, yeah bring it back man everything then call it a comeback the thing i hated did you ever have this with um like baggy jeans when they get well, a bit too long and you walk around all day and the, the bottom of them would just get soaked or like cut off not for me man like bro from the moment i could jean i was a skinny jean yeah you weren't you weren't around in those days, man. Nah, man. No one was really skinny jean in like the early noughties. I feel like it came around the mids. The mid the 2000s. Mids. Yeah. Like yeah. I remember 08 was like prime skinny jean era. Yeah. Like that's when my space oh, yeah, was, I was at its like, height. I was skinny jean from college, which was 2006 for me. Nice. Or 2005. Nice. Yeah, the height of fashion. Doctor Scott says road jeans for the win. Yeah, OGs no. <laughs> oh jeans, oh jeans. <laughs> yeah, for me, man, my my musical journey was like quite like linear, I guess, in terms of like it's like craziness of progression. Like started off how everyone I think starts out, which is just like, you know, flipping through like music channels and like listening to pop shit. Yeah. So like there's a lot of like now that's what I call sixties or whatever number they're not on whatever number they're on then like fucking I like Yeah, I don't ever know I never knew how they numbered it. It was just from from whenever the first one was born. Yeah, I guess. So like I think I think I want actually it was probably like more like like forties like one of my first ones. I just remember on that now, that's what I call music. There was Gasolina by Daddy Yankee. And that yeah. forever and a day has been one of my favorite I, uh, left of field club songs just to slip out every now and then. That came out when I, I went on holiday to the Dominican Republic when I was 15. And that song was just everywhere. It just got played all the time. And then I came home and didn't hear it for ages. And then it came to the UK and I was like, I know this song. Bro, right. It took a few, a few weeks. To totally stop talking about what I was just talking about, I I listened to a podcast with Nickelback this week. So they were on a podcast called Bussing with the Boys. Shout out Bussing with the Boys, which is the Nickelback. The Nickelback, yeah. So it, Chad it, and the Krogers. Yeah, Chad and the Krogers. <laughs> <laughs> Chad and the Krogers. That's amazing. 
Yeah, so they were on Busting with the Boys, which is Will Compton and Taylor Luanen from the NFL's podcast. And they were talking about Nickelback blowing up in the States, but it just not translating to the UK. And they were basically saying how, like, they, they came over here and, like, they did... Uh, Wembley once and then they went back to the States and then the next time they came over Chad said he did he was like we did like a, a 5,000 seater twice so I was like that's probably two Brixton Academies then yeah and then they came back sorry then they went back to the States and they were writing Canada oh to Canada well, no, they, I think they were doing a US tour which is why okay. I said the States yeah but they, <laughs> yeah they are Canadian like they did a US tour where they were literally playing stadiums and it well, was, this must have been ages ago, though. It, yeah, no, it was absolutely ages ago. And this was the album with Rockstar on it. But... What was the album with Rockstar what, what was the album with Rockstar on it? Well, I... The, so the first arena show I ever went to was Manchester MEN in 2002. And that was Nickelback. That was off the back of... Um, this is how you remind me. That so album. that album that was after Rockstar was after that that album when did you see him 2002 2002 I mean, so they were doing arenas before that album yeah I yeah know. yeah so that was that was that was an arena tour but it was like so like for them that's for that that that's like that's still big for any band but when they're playing yeah. stadiums in the states like in their head they're like why are we so much bigger over here than we are why can over we only sell out 10,000 <laughs> tickets so it was, yeah, it was on all the right reasons. And the last single Chad said on all the right reasons was Rockstar. And yeah, that was the song that blew up for them over in the UK. And it was, I guess they probably had a bit of a lull. Well, cause obviously how you remind me is their biggest song, right? I'd say it is. Would you? Do you have a look? This is how you, that album was fucking. Yeah. To be, yeah. To be fair by like, by a considerable mile. Like that's yeah. on like nearly 800,000 streams on Spotify. Rockstar's on about 450. Yeah. Burn it to the ground, 320. Yeah. Because that's the, what introduced me to them. And that album, I still stand by it, is a wall-to-wall banger. Yeah, man. And then I feel like they went a bit cheesy and went a bit dad rocky for me after that. And then, but then, yeah, Rockstar. I mean, Rockstar is a cheesy fucking song, but it's still a banger. Yeah, man. So then, but they played it at the Sign Disco at Tree Years, and I was having a great time. So they were saying, like, this is how much they blew up on, like, over Rockstar was that they started a UK tour in Wembley, then toured around the UK, and then at the end of that tour, did the O2 Arena. Yeah. So that's probably the tour that you're on about. No, so I went to it was two thousand. Oh no, yeah, you went to the early one, wasn't it? Yeah, two thousand. I was a wee nipper. That was my first ever like big show, big concert. Nickelback. Yeah, holy shit! My dad, my dad took me and my mate. That's fucking <laughs> sick. What a first show, Nickelback. Yeah. And do you remember Theory of a Dead Man? I do. Like, they Toad. <laughs> they supported on that song. What a terrible band. <laughs> they are. They are fucking awful. There's loads of memes about them, but I won't go into it. Anyway, <laughs> we got sidetracked. Very much sidetracked. Uh, we went from Bloodstock to Nickelback. Yeah. In very quickly. But let's give a shout out to some bands on here. Yep. I mean I don't know what you can see on the stream. Uh so but yeah, I mean Mashoga great. Yeah. Megadave, what what your favorite, what your thoughts on Megadeth? Megadave. Hello me, it's me again. So what's that? What's that? Sweating bullets. Hello, me. It's me again. I've never been a big. I know people love me. Just like the marionette. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good Dave impression. Thanks, man. 
But I appreciate I've seen Megadeth a few times live and I I enjoy it. I'm a big fan. Mm. I just I've never really delved into the back catalogue on record. Mm. I think like they're a band that I've walked past playing at download so many times and gone, oh, I know that one and carried on walking. Yeah. Like they're, they're that kind of band for me. Halloween. Halloween. Sepultura. Eloy, the drummer, is one of the best drummers in the world. Mm. Literally, if you watch it, he did a cover of um, Slipknot on YouTube. He's got his own YouTube page. And uh, he does loads of covers, but he just, he fucking nailed this lip. He made it sound better than Joey. <laughs> and that's saying something. Holy shit. Eloy. Ugly Kid Joe as well. Yeah. Hate everything about you. Yeah. Hate everything about you. Decapitated. Great death metal band. You can read that. Oh, I just, I, <laughs> I, I know who Decapitated are, so I know right. that's their logo. You, you recognize the scribbles. What's that say? Oh my God. I know what it says. But Good Lord. Why? One second. We're looking at the one uh, just above Sacred Reich. Go back. Incarcerated? No, way off. And way off. What's that first letter? Is that a C or a G? It's a G. A G? Fucking hell. G N. What? What the fuck? Is that right? G. I'm gonna I'm gonna list it off phonetically. This is a new game we're playing. G N. Guess the names of the bands. G N T. Actually, yeah. You guess this one. G N E T C R E E. It's not an N. That's not an N. No. Oh, gatekeeper. Yep. Oh, that uh, is. Well, no. 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 It's gatekeeper. Almost, almost there. Gatekeeper. Yep. Fucking hell. What about this one? That one above, under in, in flames. Can you guess what that is? <laughs> <laughs> that, no, that doesn't help. Heaven. Yep. Heaven shall burn. Yep. Okay, I did. I did autofill the rest after that one. Heaven. Fit for an autopsy. Yeah, you got that. One. You got that one. I did this uh, at Bloodstock last year with a few bands and got them to guess the names. <laughs> I can imagine there's a couple real bad ones down below. Do you know, can you see that? Frozen Soul. Yeah. Yeah, I'm okay on that one. Someone has just nicked the Parkway Drive text flat out. Where? This one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Curly text, isn't it? Just curly text. Tortured demon. Ooh. Uh, that one's hard. Nah. Nate. Knackers. Naked. Is it naked? Nah. Oh, I'll, I'll pull it down so people can see it. <laughs> that one. Right. Who's headlining that Saturday night for anyone watching right now? Can you make out what the fuck that... Can we zoom in? Enhance and zoom. Um, anyway, yeah, this. Oh, let's go. Look at that. Look at that, my friends. <laughs> I can see an N. I can see an A. I can see double K. Na What's that after the K, though? Is that an E or an I? Knack. Knacker. Naked. Naked. Do you, is it one of those things where if we click on it, it will tell us yeah. what, what we could have won? Yeah, should we go? Should we find out? Yeah. What is? What was that band name? 
Well, we would have Why? Never get That's yeah. not a real word. Knack. I mean, my bro, my dyslexia can't even say that in real life. Knackick, knackick, knackick. I would not guess that. I, know. I mean, it's probably a, a, a word a in word, a, a, a different, different language. language. Yeah. Um, Tor- torture? No, torrent? No. The one under head press. <laughs> I love how we're both leaning in and squinting. <laughs> All right, let's. I think I've got the bottom word. Torrent of. Tor. Tor of tyrant. Yeah, I got tyrant. Tor? Torrent? Torrent? Tyrant? Oh. I've just seen it in the uh, URL at the bottom. Oh. I know what it is. Oh, go on. Well, no. Torture of... No. You're you're way off. (laughs) I I can't see it even ever now. (laughs) Go on. Oh, actually, I can see it now. But the last last one is really... Oh, no, that is an A. (laughs) That is an A. That looks like a T that does... Oh, is that an A at the end? Yeah, that's an A. <laughs> Fucking hell. So, do you want to find out? Yeah. To obey. To obey a tyrant. What? I see it. Once, I, once you know, that's to obey. That looks like an R to me. Yeah. But... But that that one threw me because I was like, "That's not a day." Is this part of the fun of like these bands? Well, like, do they get kicks out of this shit? Like having their logos be like a dyslexic yeah, fever dream. It's, it's all part of the fun, isn't it? But I feel like some. Hey, it's like one of those where once you know, you know. Once once you've yeah. seen it, yeah. Any others on there? Extort. Extort. Viff. Vice. Well, vice. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what's this one on the left? Apathy. Apathy, yep. Yeah. And shoot to kill. Shoot to Not kill. too bad this year. Oh, the Jägermeister stage though. Hold on, unless that's like acoustic stuff. And on these. Are- yeah. No, good work. I think I think people are starting to work on branding a little bit more from, from the deathcore scene. Also, let's give a shout out and yeah. point to serve as well on the main stage. That'd be sick. Shout out and point to serve. Looking forward to seeing Gnarly. But, also, but if you want to see any of these bands that you can't make them out the names of yep go on to forever loud net instagram yep and uh answer the question that vicky from bloodstock's asking hell yeah and we'll pick the best answers on next week's show and uh you could be going to bloodstock baby you want to make two camping weekend tickets up for grabs all for the sake of commenting on an Instagram post, my friends. Yeah. Literally going to a festival for free just for being silly in the comment section. What's what's not to love about that? It's just so generous, aren't we? Yeah. Well, I, to be fair, we've had some pretty fucking cool giveaways in the time the show has been going. People have gone to 2,000 trees. Yep. People have won an Enter Shikari. Vinyl. Signed vinyl. That took a very long time the, yeah. to send. The CDs, CDs, which hopefully won't take as long. On some prints or yeah. like a voucher for some... Some jewellery. Yeah. What Shout else? out Parabellum London for the scythe. Yeah, we're just giving it away. Yeah. Oh, and bro. <gasps> oh, 
Can you can you kill like two minutes or not even two minutes, like thirty seconds or so? Run downstairs and grab something for a giveaway. Um, yeah, yeah. You got this. You got this. I believe in you, Ollie. Wow. I believe in you. Some of that is going to be this advert for <laughs> uh, this competition for Bloodstock. Bloodstock is teaming up with Forever Loud and the John Mayhem Show to give away a pair of weekend tickets to this year's Bloodstock, which is less than two weeks away. All you've got to do is simply answer the question, what is the must-have item you would bring to Bloodstock? See, this is why I can never do like a radio show. Just fill in the time on your own. What do you like? You, who, you scare the shit out of me. Well, it's just like, it's basically talking to yourself, isn't it? Which is why it's so easy. Like, if you weren't being recorded, if you heard someone on radio was acting like they did and wasn't being recorded, you'd be like, this person needs sectioning. <laughs> Especially if you listen to mine. Like, <laughs> imagine like, hey, what's up, guys? Hey, what's cigarette. Up? And it's, yeah. Just, it's, it's a lonely world being left on your own with a microphone and some viewers. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know how you do it. <laughs> you can win a, a brown box. Yeah, this is what we're giving away. This is future giveaway material right here. Are you going to leak it? Yeah, should we, should we leak what? I don't know what this is. You don't know what this is, do you? Mimi Box, friend of the John One of those. Show. There you go. So it's mine. Well, it's yours to hold up to, to signify we're giving it away. Oh God, there's paper, there's paper falling all over the floor. Do you know what? I, I've got a, well, in the past couple of years, that. I've got back into collecting records. I've got a record player, but I just, I sort of didn't use it for a while. And now I've just been getting, yeah. All the, uh, try and get all like the special edition vinyls that come out. Yeah, I, I got the I got one of the sleep token ones, and it's like uh, each one's a bit different. It's what a take me back to Eden one. Yeah, so it's like a clear clear vinyl with like a black egg in the middle, but obviously with the way they press it, so they just plop. Have you have you seen vinyls being made? It's insane. <laughs> I, you have it's, my attention as soon as you said the word plop. But well, it's so like do you know when stuff when they have like all like splattered colors and stuff. So basically, you just they'll put it on and then it spins around so it like scatters it is well it starts off i think it starts off like really small and then they obviously like put it through the machine and it, like flattens out and gets turns uh -huh. into a big flat disc. like a pancake it's really satisfying to watch them make it yeah so like each that's like when you do like variants of colors especially if they're like got little spatters in each one's like unique none of them are like identical damn i didn't know that the, the shikari vinyl that we gave away was a, a pink splatter yeah. one Oh, that had like sparkles in it. Yeah. Well, my friends, future giveaway on the show. We're going to be giving away a Mimi Barks vinyl. Yeah. Friend of the show. So keep your eyes peeled on that. Nice. Yeah, we'll do that on Monday show. Monday show. Up to you, John. Um, well, what else have we got? We've got a few things to check out. We've only got yeah. about 15, 20 minutes left. But Should we do some reactions? Let's do some reactions and hope we don't get monetized, baby. Probably will. What do you want to do first? Shall we do Silent Planet 
I feel like this one's gone pretty viral, hasn't it? Yeah. So I'll give you a little backstory about this because I wrote an article on it the other day. Did you? On the Forever Love, Forever High. Pull it up, baby. Pull it up. Um, let me get the collab cam. I'll get this up. So this music video, the song. I don't know if you're aware, but Silent Planet last year had a pretty bad car, a van accident. Oh shit! Where luckily, I mean, they all came out fairly unscathed, but it was like a, when you see like the pictures of the wreckage, you're like, how did that happen? So this song is basically the thing is like. He obviously had a lot of trauma from it and like yeah. a lot of just sort of thinking about life and all that stuff. And this song is basically about what, like his thoughts and crash, but also wrapped up in a fucking decent song. Holy Stick shit. Out. Once again, the graphics, man. Oh! Oh! Very like Hold on, hold on a second. John's, grab, John's grabbing the keyboard. Yeah, like that's when you know it's serious. Yeah. Hold the fuck up. That beat is fucking evil. Oh! riffs over that oh, i love shit. this whole i feel like it's a lot of bands are going down this sort of industrial vibe yeah like electronic but still keeping the heaviness i yeah. love it i think they're going i feel i reckon silent planet are like on their way to be like the way bad, bad omens have gone yeah that's all these that's releases. obviously the direct comparison that comes to mind like vocalistically like he's yeah. got a lot of similarities to what noah's been doing with that sort of like like whispery kind of like high yeah. octane verse very minimalistic in terms of the sound over the top of like a pretty fucking evil beat yeah it's got like yeah it's got a vibe like a sort of futuristic vibe it does feel futury <laughs> doesn't it yeah which is weird because it's maybe so, because of the music video but it's quite... also so simple though yeah it's got uh, yeah should we uh play a bit more yeah because like this feels like you know when like they go to like a nightclub in a batman film yeah it feels like that kind of song that's like on the, in the matrix background. yeah that that synth as well Ding. <laughs> You're there with a giant. Oh, he's got he got a sample pad. Which is like, I, like that. I like that a lot. <laughs> One sec, I actually missed the ding. Oh, yeah. 
before it kicks, because that's going to kick in a second, just on a production note, like that juxtaposition of having like him so still and so quiet doing that lead line, but underneath those screams have come in that are just fucking burningly intense. I love it when bands do that. Yeah. Like a sort of... A soft layer. Yeah, and then in the background, just screaming it. Yeah, because like, like, as soon as I picked up on that, I was like, that, especially over the top of this beat... So it's him doing the sings and the screams. Yeah. One dude. Garrett. Garrett. Shout out yourself, Garrett. Right. Is it? Wait. Is that his last name? I don't know. Bro, we need to get Garrett on the show. Do you know Silent Planet? Dirteen? Do I know them personally? Or just anyone on the team? Yeah. gonna drop into break down all lead line not quite a breakdown is it like no, i like it though it's it's, it's got a, it's like an anti-chorus who was the yeah. band that we were chatting to about the anti-chorus they had something different for it there where it's like it's you know when you go up for a chorus you go down that's like that's all like it feels like it feels like oh, structurally yeah. like a chorus but it's not because it's something new to the song yeah well it's just like i feel like this is where they just let loose like, yeah it's all, been build, emote. it's all been building up and then this is the big the big passion yeah So this must be like, this is, guess the chorus. This is the one that's repeated. Mate, what a fucking tune. Yeah. What a music video as well. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Dr. Scott coming in saying Silent Planet is also a shout. Absolutely phenomenal. And been jamming this since last Friday. Such a good song. Serious North Lane vibes. Yeah. From it. 
Because North End have went the whole uh, lot of synths, a lot of uh, yeah. futuristic. They've got the whole like cyberpunk sort of vibe. Yeah, on the last album, which I really like. Yes, yeah, so that that Silent Planet song is one of my favorites of this year. I think it's up there for sure. Yeah. There's been a lot of good releases, but that's like, I think like, do you know when you hear something that just stands out a bit more? Although, right, this is one thing that's really, I wouldn't say like fucked me off about 2023, but it has been a little bit of a bum. It is, I feel like, like, like summer wise, it's been a very dry new music summer. There haven't been that many. Yeah, I guess. Big drops in comparison to like. The last couple of years, yeah. the last couple of years feel like, like, you know, every week, or not every week, but like every couple of weeks, or every month, there was like a huge band dropping an album. Yeah, I guess. Well, this year we've had Sleep Token, obviously. Yeah. Who else? Who else has been? Shikari. Shikari. Um. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> this is the thing, right? I'm, I'm, I'm my memory. I feel like... Pop Mulligan, they dropped their record. Yeah, but I feel like I'm, my brain can only like hold information for like the past month or so anything that came out little uzi that. his album but that's not really from our I world guess bring me will be dropping new bring stuff. me have got next gen in september uh, i mean uh, if you look at it overall that's not a bad line skrillex dropped his album this year but again not really from our world but i mean he is though isn't he from first to last yeah when they, i mean like when they got a new album coming out. album wise man like it's been it's been few and far between for the summer period. I feel like there was quite a like I feel like January and February there was a load. But I feel like you yeah, but that's like a, the the <clears throat> sort of model. You don't really want to release stuff mid or like especially with the touring cycles. Touring cycles are usually start of the year and end of the year. Yeah. So you want to have a release around when you're touring. So a lot of people don't release in the summer because hard to promote it with all the festivals and stuff going on true mm. I, I don't know i disagree man i feel like festivals are the perfect time. No, but that's that's not me saying that's like yeah. that's the industry oh yeah yeah no yeah for sure <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not i'm not dictating this yeah i feel i feel like that's the anti-mentality yeah. that it should be i feel like i feel like people over the course of summer are looking more for music than anything else like, well i think a lot of bands drop singles and stuff over that over the summer yeah and then they'll drop it's been the a very single heavy summer actually yeah think about like, amen lost yeah well you'll do, release your singles and then you'll drop the album like at the end of the year or something yeah but oh dr scott yeah currents invent animate have you heard invent animate invent animate <laughs> i haven't animate uh, animate <laughs> uh, they're a great enough great new band no, i don't know if they're, they're new but they're new to me but a great band nonetheless. Yeah. But also, speaking of great bands. Polaris. Should we do Polaris next? Yeah. So, if you're uh, unaware, sadly this year, guitarist Ryan passed away. And obviously, it's they came out of the blue. So, they all had, they've got a new record. They've got tours coming up. So, people are like, well, what's going to happen after, like in the future? But they are. It looks like they're continuing just in the memory of Ryan. So they've got apparently they've got a bunch of music videos apparently already filmed with him in, and they're still doing their tours. So they're coming. I believe they're coming to Europe with Sleeps at some point for the Ali Pali show. Is it the Ali Pali show? 
I think so, yeah, in the European run. Yeah. Didn't you interview Polaris at one of this year's festivals? At Download, yeah. Download. Yeah, it was... I guess they they literally just come off the main stage at Download, yeah. so it was all... Everything was... Yeah. Fine at the, at the moment. So it just came to shock to everyone, but they're continuing to fulfill all their things, and including releasing a new album. And this is one of the songs... It's got to be yeah. fucking hard, man. Got to be hard. Like, Well, it's just going to be... It's like when Tom from Architects passed because they... Architects still toured after that. And like, I went to see them at the Brixton show and it was probably the most emotional show I've ever been to because it was one that was already booked in before he died. So it was like kind of like they obviously were hoping he'd be at the show. And it was their biggest show to date, of the biggest headline show. And then Dan did a big speech at the end and everyone, uh, everyone got teary-eyed. Yeah, I can imagine. Especially me. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> and uh, yeah, but it's, I guess they just, you, every night you just dedicate it to that. To that to, person. Yeah. So this is their new song, Nightmare. Is that Ryan's riff kicking it off as well? They've got some riffs. Yeah, man. Very architect. Yeah. Older architect. Yeah, like daybreaker kind of architect. Oh, they're, they're big fans. Yeah, so when I spoke to them at Download, so the, they got booked for, they played the main stage, opened the main stage on one of Saturday, I think it was. And uh, the way they got booked is Cam, shout out Cam who books the bands for download. He saw them live at a show in Manchester, I think it was, and just went up to them afterwards and was like, I'm going to book you guys <laughs> for download. <laughs> she was like, do you want to play the main stage? And they're like, yep. Holy <laughs> so shit, good. that's fucking badass. Yeah. That's so awesome as well, because like, I mean, like Cam knows what he's doing in that kind of moment, yeah. and especially like for a band like Polaris, like coming off stage, having that post-show energy, and then someone going, hey, yeah. Fancy main stage nice. download. Usually people are like, nice set, mate. Yeah. Like, nice set, mate. Yeah. Want to play main stage? <laughs> yeah, do I? Holy shit. That's fucking awesome. But they deserve it. Like, they're such a good band. I've been, a, I've followed them for a little bit now. And just, I think Australia just, for some reason, has some of the best metalcore bands. Yeah. Ever since Parkway, they've just, I think Parkway were like the, the blueprint. The blueprint. And then they've just had, make them suffer. They've had, in Hearts Wake, they've had Hands Like Houses, Amity Affliction, Amity Affliction, just so many f Ocean Grove as well. Yeah, right, just so many good heavy bands, and Polaris another one.
I like that double time. That's proper circle pit fuel. Fuck with this riff. I like that camera transition, actually. Did you notice yeah. that? Like, a front, like all transitions in this. Yeah. Like from the inside to the outside. That's a good guitar. Bro, that fucking melody right there. I love the fact that he hasn't stopped headbanging the entire fucking video either. Yeah, I want to take that back. <laughs> I want to take that back. That breakdown was fucking beautiful. Break it down once more. gonna save us if we won't fucking save ourselves dynamic vocals as well man Fucking shit. Heavy banger. What a fucking tune. And it's just, it's like, I feel like some people are like, oh, should they carry on? But I think it's, it's you're basically doing service to the memory of Ryan. It's like, he's... It's been his life's work. Yeah, and like, he's recorded this album. It's like, 
be ashamed for it to not see the <laughs> yeah a hundred percent yeah and like every show you play is like a testament to him and his writing so yeah a hundred percent sending all the love in the world to the bandmates to the friends and to the family as well because like, a loss like that across the board like devastates so many when it's so sudden and so out of nowhere with someone so young as well yeah totally yeah what should we do another reaction or should, should we, we save it? Should we, we save them? Save it. Should we save them for Monday show? Save because my Monday. friends, we have gone over today by five bonus content for you. <laughs> well, oh, no. don't forget about the Bloodstock ticket giveaway that we got rolling. This will roll all the way through until Monday show. So we will announce the winners live. Yep. On Monday's broadcast. Go to Forever Net. Forever Loud. Forever Net. Forever Loud Net Instagram page for the details on how to enter. Hell yeah, we'll play the video one more time before we get out of here. But, well, as we get out of here. But yeah, make sure you go and drop that comment. And all that's left for me to say is my name's John Mahon. Peace and love. Stay alive. And I'm Ollie Rout. Peace and fuck yourself. <laughs> nice spin. <laughs> you know me. Bloodstock is teaming up with Forever Loud and the John Mahon Show to give away a pair of weekend tickets to this year's Bloodstock, which is less than two weeks away. All you've got to do is simply answer the question, what is the must-have item you would bring to Bloodstock? Mm -hmm.